What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another another day of Let's Talk Ball. PV Brennan, what's good, fellas? What's going on, my guys? What's up, man? What's up? How's everybody doing out there? <clears throat> yeah, hope hope everybody is doing good that is listening in. Um, housekeeping as always, give honor to God. Um, without him, we wouldn't be in the situation that we are in right now. Um, as always, Black Lives Matters. Keep that in the forefront. You know. It's just, you know, we don't we don't got to go into the the whole debates and everything, but just we know we we know what has to be done. So it's just go out and vote, please go out and vote, mm-hmm. and we can, you know, just move on from that. Just gotta let just gotta throw that out there. Um, first off on today's uh today's segment, we got the NBA finals. You know, that's all we got going on in the NBA right now is the finals. Um, mm-hmm. LeBron and the guys won Game Four. You know this is a uh, winner go home now for the uh, for the Miami Heat. And I feel like they, I, I feel like they'll, uh, I feel like they'll, they'll close it out. You know, this is a situation where Bron's not trying to play around. And from the the report that AD uh, made about LeBron's test mess, uh, test message, text message that he sent to the group, you know, kind of woke him up. So. Hope hopefully everybody's on one accord, you know, and they're really gonna go out and just close it and end it, you know. Uh, if they do, if they if they do lose tonight, I don't see this going past going past six. For some reason, if they do lose tonight, for some stupid reason, I don't tomorrow see night past six. Tomorrow night, tomorrow they got a day off. Oh, it's tomorrow night. Yeah, they got an extra day yeah. off. Oh, I'm tripping. Excuse me, I'm tripping. Um, wow, my my apologies. But yeah, um, I don't see it going past six. You know, so y'all can go on. Um, I'll go ahead and go. Um, I think you know, I, I the game that the Heat won, I feel like Braun kind of gave them. I wouldn't say gave them a game, but they, the Lakers kind of became lax. Um, in that game, we watched that AD had three early fouls. He didn't have a lot yeah. of rhythm. Guys weren't hitting shots. It's just I think they almost kind of took a game off. I made a joke the other day. I was like, I think LeBron. And he didn't want to sweep because it's bad for business. Um, that's a joke though. But you know, <laughs> last last the last game, um, they just they it was close, but it was good to see kind of them make plays in a close game. And the de- the defense was amazing. I mean, the way they rotated in the fourth quarter, and I oh, you know, I watched the game through the first three quarters, but in that game, I really paid attention to that fourth quarter. I watched it and the rotations and the rebounding, and it became a man's game at that point. Um, like I said, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler made the comment, you're in trouble. Guys don't learn. You make comments. Tyler Hero making faces, and it's like, guys, like LeBron, just you got to learn. You don't dance. You don't make faces. You just got to beat them. So I think that that game showed a lot, um, you know, because the first half LeBron struggled. He didn't play well, but, you know, he kind of came back, and, you know, KCP played big. Um, it was big for him to st- step up. Uh, Danny Green, I don't believe he played in the fourth quarter, if I'm not wrong. Uh, he had a, a huge 10. Caruso down the stretch played well. Kyle Kuzma has stretches. Um, he's, I think he's slowly starting to turn. Kyle Kuzma, he's just going to take time, but I think he's slowly starting to kind of understand the game more and more. He still goes for pump fakes every time. But I just feel like that game right there was kind of – it was a, it was a grown man's game. You know, LeBron going to the whole getting foul and one him – being a hundred percent in the fourth quarter at the free throw line too is big as well. But I think it's I think this is they're gonna wrap it up. Um, they're wearing the mama jerseys too as well. They haven't lost yet, so 
I think this is kind of this is it. I think the the Heat kind of realize they they played all that they can that they can do. Jimmy Butler, like I, he, I knew he wouldn't go back to back forty point games. Um, that's just not in his mm-hmm. character. So unless he goes for like fifty, which I don't think is gonna happen, I I just think the Lakers take it in. You know, LeBron gets his fourth ring. <clears throat> Yeah, I think it's I think it's over as well. Um, we talked about earlier in earlier episodes when the um you know the bubble first started up, what made the Heat dangerous was the depth. They don't have the depth right now. You know, Bam's not a hundred percent. Goran Dragic is out, so I don't think they have enough firepower to be able to win one more game against the Lakers. If they were if they were fully healthy, they would have a shot to win the next game and extend it to a game six. But without all their firepower, I don't see it happening. They, they're not making down – they're not knocking down shots how they usually do Tyler Heroes and playing how he did against Boston. You know, Jimmy Butler, like you said, Brendan, he did carry them that one game, but you said that's not in his character. He's good for one or two of those games a series. He's not consistently doing that every single night. You can't rely on that every night. That's why I think that he – although they did make the finals this year, they need one more piece. I think they need somebody – else that can create their own shot. They the way that they play, they they shoot too many threes, bad threes. Duncan Robinson shoots a lot of bad threes. He's not set. He's shooting off the off the um off the curl like he's Clay or Steph. And I, I don't think he has that in his repertoire yet. He's getting there. He's a great shooter. But those contested shots are a lot harder than them open, you know, spot up threes. So I feel like they need they need one more piece going into the offseason next year. Um but the Lakers, I see, I see them wrapping this up in five. Okay. Um, quick piggyback, and then we'll jump right back into Miami. Um, you just said the uh the Heat need to pick up somebody. Uh, I don't know what the contracts are looking like for the Lakers, but uh, who needs to go and who needs to stay? Because I got a couple folks I feel like need to go, and a couple for the Lakers I need to stay. Yeah, on the Lakers. Okay. Um. KCP has to go. For one, his contract is, is entirely too much. They have to – if they do keep him, they have to restructure that tremendously. And then um, with Danny Green, he has to go. He's – he's he's what what is – I, I wrote it down. What a mercy. What is Danny Green? He is shooting 23% from three in these finals. I mean, yeah, it's, it's 3-1. But what if this was somebody else and they were giving them a real chance? You you shooting twenty three percent, man. They, they got to go. And you shooting? What are you shooting? Yeah, measly, measly sixty percent from the field. But you're not taking any 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 mid range jumpers. You barely get the floater that he's been hitting the past couple times. Like that's been his most consistent move, driving to the lane. Cause this shot definitely isn't hitting. So um, I feel like he has to go. Um, Morris, Marquise can stay. They uh, they need a guy like him who can stretch the floor. And um, I feel like Tyler Horton Tucker is a guy that they should include in the, uh, in the rotation. Hopefully he improves in the offseason. We'll see what, what happens from here. But Tyler Horton Tucker is a guy to um, look forward to next year. But I believe they definitely need another guard, somebody that can create their own shot. Because Danny Green – Trying to hit that curl three isn't isn't working anymore. Like it was working during the regular season, but in the playoffs he's been pretty no show, you know. So that's what I got on them. I'm saying I, I don't know if y'all have anybody that you feel like should leave or stay. Uh, um, I'll go. But I mean, I it's tough for me to kind of say who needs to go. 
who needs to stay in, who needs to go because we factor Avery Bradley back in, him coming back. I feel like they have a good <clears throat> blueprint though. If we look at the Lakers as a whole, um, you know, I don't think JR will come back. Hopefully Deion Waiters can get in better shape and he can provide that kind of score. But I don't know, like I'm I'm trying to think. I look at like uh and I'm looking at free agents. I'm looking like I like a maybe a Derek Fish. I mean, why I say Derek uh, Derek Rose, but even then, I mean Rondo. I still feel like he has one, maybe two years left in him. Okay, um, Dion Waiters still has. I think he can give us a decent year. Um, Kyle Kuzma still has room to grow. I think once they win this title, I think God. Like I just, I think maybe Danny Green, maybe the bubble was hard on him like it was on Paul George. I don't I don't know. It's tough to say because they're about to win the championship. Um so I don't right. know. I mean the Lakers it's tough to say because they're gonna be it, the that group yeah that group is set there if people and people get on LeBron but I say whether or not he gets on guys they're still a close knit family because those guys egos the only guy that got upset at LeBron was Kyle Kuzma all year. The other guys are veteran guys who understand if I mess up, LeBron's going to give me, it's okay, I'm not going to get upset. Like, KCP, he's going to have a bad game, and then he's going to come back, he's going to give you a game, a game for performance. You see what I'm saying? So, I feel like Danny, I feel like I hear you with Danny Green, and KCP got money because LeBron ended up actually giving him money. I feel like JaVale. Yeah, I forgot about JaVale. We could do without, we could maybe, um, but JaVale still is another veteran guy. He's, like, when it comes down to teams, and even if we're talking about, like, football, basketball, locker room like a guy that's like JaVel knows his role and he's gonna be fine you know Boogie Cousins wouldn't be a bad substitute for that I, I feel like we need to bring Dwight back gotta bring Dwight back but I don't I mean Malcolm it's hard for me to say there's maybe one or two guys but like even sometimes when I want to get rid of Kuzma I'm like dang like the game four Kuzma hit a couple big shots and like I can't get rid of Kuzma so it's tough you just got to kind of see what happens in the all season and and things like that so I mean I don't it, it's tough for me to say because like PB said it. They're the champion, so it's it's tough for me to say. Well, we got to get rid of this guy and that guy. So, right, it's kind of tough for me to say. I got to kind of see how free agency and things work out. Yeah, when you win the chip, you're not gonna break up your core. So they're gonna probably bring majority of them guys back. You have a 15 man roster. They bring him back 10 to 12 of those guys back next year. I feel like mm-hmm. um, Javale McGee is the clear cut favorite for me to go, just simply because Dwight Howard has played so good. You put Dwight Howard in the starting lineup. Mark Keith has been playing the, the small ball five. You're you're good to go because AD can still play the five if you need another five. If Dwight Howard gets in the foul trouble, you plug AD in at the five. Slide Kyle Kuzma to the four. Slide Bron to the four. It doesn't matter. You have depth. You have a, you have options. So I feel like in today's NBA, you don't need um you know two three deep at the center position. And I feel like Dwight Howard has revived his career this year. He has about. Two good, two good more years of athleticism still in him before his body starts to fall, you know, to complete shambles. But um, I feel like JaVale McGee is the clear, the clear cut favorite as far as somebody that has to go off of the team next year. He hasn't provided any any spark for them during the playoffs or in the bubble itself. Like he couldn't guard Jokic. He hasn't been able to do anything in this series with Bam. They're not even they're not playing him, so there's no reason for him to to come back next year. Reason why I ask that is mainly because you know the obvious team that's not in here that's missing their two star guys, you know, and that is the Warriors with Clay and stuff. 
That right. I, I only say that because they have to compete with the way. Uh, and I'm not saying break up the nu- the like the nucleus, but you have to you have to move a couple pieces around and recognize that you're moving to uh, like 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 you said, Brendan. Like maybe we'll have a better idea once free agency starts, but we have to take a look at who 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 can who can be coming back and who can really make some noise in the West outside of the teams that you know we 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 already thought that we're gonna do gonna make some noise because what. D. Lillard and McCullum did to Caruso and Danny Green and KCP was absurd. Well, hold on though, Mal. They they ended up doing after game one, they ain't really they ain't really he ain't kill it. he ain't go crazy though. You see what I'm saying? Like not, he's not so gonna much, get his buckets, so but he's crazy, but it's like he only played three this, games too. Of course, of course, Steph and Clay. I mean, not Steph and Clay, of course D. Lil and um McCullum aren't Clay and Steph. That's why I say it. They didn't. They didn't do much because of that's how. That's the kind of players that they are. You know, like they. They. They're pretty streaky. Stephen Clay aren't streaky. It can get ugly pretty fast. And it's like I, I, mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm just looking at matchup wise, and I'm just. I, I'm personally. I'm just not too sold in the guard spot for the Lakers but right it, now. I mean, they got. Maybe Bradley is coming back. I'm just like um, like Brendan said that he's a premier. He's yeah. a premier top notch defender. Um, he's not gonna stop. Player, but he's gonna make it. He's gonna make it tough for them boys. Okay. And I, Rondo's still a good defender okay. too. I, I like Rondo. I like um, I like Avery Bradley. I don't like Caruso. Like how everybody else like him. He he's really he's really a he he really out there. <laughs> he's he's snapping this this series though. He, yeah, he doing. He's he's he's, he's playing, playing above his potential. I'll say that. I I'll, I'll give him his credit. He's playing above his potential. <laughs> Cause any any other time he out there, he is real work. If, if I'm looking at Crusoe in front of me, I'm going to work. That's just how I'm looking at it. <laughs> this man, bro, Caruso. Hold on, hold on. We go to this man. We go to this man's stats, man. Cause this man Caruso is really getting some solid steals out here. Like he's really playing some good ball. He's really playing some good ball. He's playing good basketball. You right. Yeah, man, I don't know, but I don't, I don't know Caruso. Caruso, Caruso's a key, a key for me. You know, he may come into a bigger role next year, or he, or he may stay the same. But um, let, let, let's let's move on from the Lakers and let's go into Miami. Um, what kind of player do you think Miami needs for them to uh, take it over the top? Because some guys at work, where I was talking to them, they said that it was a fluke that Miami got here because without the bubble, they wouldn't have made it. You know, and I, and I kind of feel otherwise because there was nobody else in the East that could really make exactly and make much of a make much of a difference. Like no one, they they already beat the toughest, the, the two the, toughest the, teams, the toughest yeah. teams, or they didn't in Boston and Milwaukee. Seems like where they just got booted out. Yeah, so it was like you got Boston, Milwaukee, and Toronto. They all they just they lost. You know, whether whether they lost to Miami or they just lost, they didn't make it. Miami did, and they. And they and they won soundly in every right. series aside from uh, the Celtics. The last one when it went to six, six yep. if I'm not mistaken, or is it? Yeah. So I don't see anybody else that could have really done anything in in the East. So um, yeah, that, that question: Who do y'all think they should get? What kind of player? I think that it's tough. I was talking to I, forget, I was talking to somebody else about this too. That like yesterday, matter of fact. And I was saying the only option that I can think of would be like a 
like a Greek freak or something like that. Like, I don't know what else. Like, I mean, Miami, because think about it. Drogic is still good. Right. Hero's a rookie. Yeah. Um, but Jimmy Butler is who he is. Um, Bam is a rookie. Like, that's four guys right there. Um, Bam is Kelly Olin- yeah, Kelly Olenek is not bad. I mean, Kelly Olenek is still a good – I just feel like they need like a – They need a score. That's what they need. They need somebody that can score the ball. Yeah. But who – and if I look at free, I'm looking at who really out there like is going to propel them. To, and that's a tough. And I'm not part. even I'm like, saying uh, like a superstar. Like I'm, I'm just saying like, somebody that is a role. Yeah, he excels. Like, he, he, he excels in his scoring. Right now, they, that's it. And that right now, and that I'm thinking, I'm like, mm, who, who would that be though? So if we're looking around the league right and a free agent that's not. That's why. That's why I like Deion Waiters in like, Miami. I really like Deion Waiters in Miami because that was his role to be able to mm, score the ball. He just had so many issues with them drugs, man. But yeah, that um, that's the type of dude they need. Somebody that can get a bucket, a professional score. That's tough though. And we look around the league right now. Who's I was about to say, Chris nah. Paul. I can't see it there. Mm-hmm. Nah, because they got drop. They got they got. Yeah, he can't. Drogic already came off the. I bench. mean, I could. I could. You right, Mel. I could see that there. there. I could see that. Because Chris Paul wants to win. Chris Paul and Jimmy. Those are some. Those are some. That's some com- that's some com- uh, competitiveness mm-hmm. right there. I feel like I feel like that yeah, CP three. But I thought you said I thought we they said do. we need a score though. Like Chris Paul, somebody Chris who... Paul can do that. He can all right, but Chris... he can all he can also set up Duncan Robinson and Tyler Harrell to get in their spots and 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 actually uh, groom them on when when and when to take those shots. Because like you said, PB Duncan Robinson pulls at 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 he shoots yeah. horrible shots. You know he can shoot. Well, but he let, let's think, of, let's think about this though. Can can Tyler Hero become that score? He, he has the possibility. He already has the moves. That and that's why I just thought about telling him. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. Would with them adding? Well, I, I just don't, I don't think like Greek there. Them adding. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't either. Because but they said they. But what they were talking about is like between Miami and the Raptors. Between the two teams that he's kind of deciding on, if he's going to leave, I think he's going to stay in the East. I don't. That's and I thought about the old Greek freak. That would make them kind of formidable, but then him and Bam really couldn't play together. But that would make Miami really, really good defensively. If I think about it, yeah, that would make Miami really, really. I mean, I feel like Greek freak might need a Jimmy Butler. You know, well, okay. Jimmy's a better but I, I don't. You know, I don't know. I'm look, yeah, well, hundred percent. I'm looking at this right now. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but Drew Holiday has a player. That's a, that's a good player. That's a good Ooh. piece. I like him. And I was thinking about him for the Lakers, though. Unrestricted free agent. That would be tough. Mm. Okay, so, okay, so those are the only two who, guys that I'm seeing right now that are free agents that could that could possibly help them out. But that I was Very thinking about Drew Holiday. I was thinking about Drew Holiday for the Lakers. That would be a good one. For I the was Lakers. thinking that too. That's 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 who I want, but I don't think that the Lakers can pay Drew what he's really worth. I think they can though. Huh. They they make they make some shake though. But this is what I'm saying. Look, but that's what I'm, so that's a, like an option. But I feel like Demar Derozan, ooh, Drew Holiday locks up too. But you got ooh, Demar Derozan actually... is clutch though because people want to talk about him and Kyle Lowry. 
But DeMar DeRozan had to do a lot on his own back. Like he had to drop 20 and and try to rebound and assist because Kyle Lowry wasn't doing it. If DeMar DeRozan, because DeMar, I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm, I lost my voice, but DeMar was having a good year in San Antonio. It was it was going uh going under the radar, but that's just the San Antonio nature. DeMar DeRozan's playing some good ball this year. And it's like, in, in pressure situations, DeMar DeRozan has played, but it was just when you keyed in on him, you had nobody else that could take up, you know what I'm saying, that, that can uh, take the reins. And I feel like with the with how Miami is set up now, those are those are uh, those two guys would fit perfectly in the system like that. They're quiet, unselfish. They'll just blend right in, they'll just blend right into it. And and both of them got grit if you if you want to put it uh, if if you want to be honest. You know, I and and I feel like they complement that that team better than Giannis would. Giannis would slow them down. I can hear that. I can see yeah. that. I'm like, I don't. I feel like if the Greek freak want to win, he has to go to Golden State. What about Toronto? No, because him and him and Pascal, him no. and Pascal Siakam is the same player basically. That nigga just literally. Well, just taller. That's a good point, but Toronto, he's going to give them that. That presence down low. I feel like Nick Nurt. I don't know. Yeah, I, I it, it's tough. I don't know. It's hard. I, but I feel like it's either Toronto or Golden State. There's nowhere else. I feel like Toronto wouldn't be a bad place for him, though. You know, he can kind of be the man. Him and Kyle Lowry. I think he'll like playing with Kyle Lowry. They'll win the East. Nah, I don't know, bro. I don't think I, I don't, I don't think he would go to. The- I still think Brooklyn is is coming out the. Oh, I just Kyrie right right now. I don't know. Ky- I don't know. Something about Kyrie. Kyrie's been mm, it, it's tough. I got to see Kyrie be able to. I don't know. The the Nets will be good, but we got to see how how Kyrie's going to act, though. Like Kyrie literally said out his mouth. We don't need a head coach. Like I'm telling you I, something with Kyrie. It's like, man, are they gonna get together now? I'm, I'm with you about Brooklyn, but I'm just, I, I gotta see it. I got, I trust KD. Because, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know. Can we haven't seen K? Because these last guys saw KD by himself, their own team. That's a, yeah. that's different. Because as, as, as we see, what Kyrie did in Boston, leading his own team didn't work. And granted, Kyrie was hurt this year, but. Leading his own team didn't work here in Brooklyn. KD lost a three-one lead. Yep, and then and he had a game at home. Yep. I mean, you're right, PB. I forgot about Brooklyn, but still, think about it. That's the only team that I feel like that can compete with Miami, but I don't think they can. Well, what? Boston will be another. Yeah. Boston will be another year older too. I think Boston's going to be hungry. But Gordon, but Gordon Hayward's also unrestricted free agent. They made me. He's a bum. He he plays. Come he on, played man. awful. Don't call my man a bum, man. He played awful, Malcolm. Malcolm. He did. Gordon. He, he did. He did. He, he did. He played but, awful. But it's too many guys that need the ball on that team, and I feel like I don't, bro. I I like Gordon Hayward. Oh man, we lost people, man. Well, but okay. uh, he'll join back in. But I like I like um. Why do you like him? He's good, but he it was it was, he was mainly because how he how he left um poop, how he left Utah because Gordon Hayward was nice in Utah. He was just he, he was going under the radar. But they weren't gonna win 20, 22 points a game, five rebounds, and then he goes to a team like Boston. I feel like he would have excelled, but then he got hurt. And I feel like him getting hurt as bad as he did. 
I don't, I don't know. I just, I just don't see the same Gordon Hayward that I see in Utah because he, I, I don't that know, injury, man. that injury though, that injury, yeah, that injury might have been, might have been what did him. But it's, I mean, it. We just gotta see it. Yeah. I, I gotta kind of see it from him, but you know, I'm not, I'm not good. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Bet. So, yo, my fault. So we, we got. You good, bro? No, good, bro. Good. I'm just Gordon Hayward. He got a. He just gotta show me something more, man. I don't know. I'm not a. I think it was an injury though. Like I said, I think the injury kind of messed with his mind. Hopefully, he'll be back. But I think Boston will be hungry. Will be a lot more hungry, um, and things like that. So they the East is going. I I just feel like Greek Freak. I hope he just stays in the East though. It's yeah, because like that, then, so. I, I mean, like it'll be more competitive in the West, but then it's going to be kind of just the cakewalk, for, in my in my opinion, for Miami to go back again. Yeah. So, I mean, like I mean, from what I'm looking at here, there's a lot of unrestricted free agents that can go to a lot of teams. You know. JJ Reddick could slide on, slide on through Miami. You know him and Jimmy are uh, good friends. You know, so I mean, we it, it's a it's a lot, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot of players we can think about. Lou Williams, he's a free agent. You know, he's gonna, stay, Lou, he's, he's gonna stay probably. Well, we don't know. Yeah, he's gonna stay probably. Yeah. Well, all right, all right. Well, uh, we done with the NBA. Let's move into the NFL. You know, with everything that's going on there, um, it's just chaotic. It's a mess. And uh, COVID, the COVID is uh shown shown itself this season. Um, started with the Titans and the Steelers, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Uh, where it all grew from. Uh, I don't know how it got to the Titans or what happened with the Titans. The I'll tell time. you. I'll tell you what the Titans did. What happened? What did they do, bro? They had a listen to this. They had a. They did not enforce mass guidelines at the mm-hmm. facility. Yeah, they said it was an open secret. So these smart guys were walking around. By the way, they, there's 23 people total that have it. That's like triple the the amount of every other team in the in the league by far. The Patriots had two. Um, the Saints had one. The Chiefs had one, which was a practice squad player. Oh, the Saints his ended up coming back. His was a false negative. But bro, they have 23 people. So Mike Rabel. Rabel dropped the ball. The Steelers deserve to have a forfeit win, and so do whoever the Titans are playing next. Big facts. Because this – and I was reading, I'm like, what they don't have – I'm like, y'all didn't enforce the mask policy? I said, you come from Bill Belichick's regime, and you're not – and you're not on your P's and Q's about this. So once I found it – because I was like, dang, I wonder how all the Titans are getting it. Like, this is kind of crazy how they just keep day after day, like – and then today it comes out that they didn't – Enforce mass policy, so that's the and reason why. There was two why. more guys that came out positive today. Today, yes, the Patriots had none. Um, so it's just I don't know what oh, they're so gonna Stephon do. Gilmore's no. good. No, he's not. But they they retested everybody else, oh, okay. and everybody else came back negative. Okay. So it just makes you realize because it was weird how they were the only team that was like had a breakout. Everybody's like, "Dang, what happened? Like, how did they?" And then you come to find out, boom! So they weren't. They, they um. They weren't enforcing the guidelines. So but they played Buffalo. Um they played Buffalo on Sunday. So I think Buffalo Bills deserve to be five and oh and the Titans Titans should be three and two right now. Um and that's kind of my take on it. But after I saw that, I was like, Yep, they dropped the ball with that. 
Um, but I, I, my thought process was, and I'll wrap it up with this for me. Um, they need to, they need to put every team in a hotel. That's the only, that's the only way you secure and you right. make that like a bubble. You let the family members come like once or twice a week, but you got to put them in a hotel because I think even with Cam Newton, which they're trying to say his uh, baby mom gave it to him, which is kind of messed up, but I, it easily that your family could give it to you and they don't even know it. Like your wife could just go out and, and if you think about it, you can get COVID. It, it doesn't, it doesn't really, it makes it, it's kind of uncontrollable in a sense. Like, like they say, like you can go to the gas station, pump gas, somebody that had COVID touched it before you did, you get COVID. Like it's hard, you know, it's, it's easily spreadable in that way. But I just feel like for the NFL, like Roger Goodell, you got to enforce it. So I just feel like they should put each team in the hotel and just you're back and forth, and if your family wants to come, they have to get tested, and then you go from there. Yeah, that's a great idea, Brendan. I, I agree with you 100%. They should have been thought about that. Like, what are the, what are the, you know, officials in the league, the people that are in the higher-up positions, like, what are they doing every single day when they see all these COVID cases coming out? Like, why don't they call the commissioner of the NBA and ask him, okay, what was your blueprint? What can we do as a National Football League to, you know, implement the same things that you guys were doing that made you guys successful. Even hockey in the NHL, they haven't had any confirmed COVID cases either because mm-hmm. they they modeled what the NBA was doing. Like so I feel like Roger Roger Goodell no Roger Goodell yeah. has a whole different agenda. It's all about the money from he's not even caring about these COVID the whole time he doesn't understand that the league is about to have to shut back down completely. We're not even gonna get through that the entire regular season at this point because teams are going to have to continue to forfeit games and nobody's going to end up playing each other. Like it's spreading, like it's spreading like crazy right now. So I think that's the, that's the best um, um, solution as far as um, trying to maintain everything is going to um, going to the hotel situation. And I feel like you can't even bring family members in at this point, Brendan, because you don't know what they're doing on the outside and who they got contact with. So they would just have to sacrifice how the league did yep. for three, four months and, you know, play their regular season out, and then the teams that um that do end up making the playoffs, then you could bring your family in. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I I, I agree with y'all. The only thing is, are you are you only putting them in a the hotel for that week that they're playing, and then you're letting no. them go, or are you are going to house them like the NBA is doing in the bubble? You got to the house them, the and then the only time they're flying the out is on game day. Okay. And are they all playing in a, in a, in a neutral site? No, you're going to play. You're going to you're gonna go to your – you're going to go practice right. back to the hotel, practice back to the hotel, practice back. You have to do that. And then you're going to go to the airport, fly, game, that's it. home back. That's the, only, that's the only way you can do it. For them to do that, they would need a facility like the NBA. No, you just need the hotel. You need a hotel, Malcolm. Listen to what I'm saying. You need a hotel that they're gonna stay at. A nice hotel. Give, give them uh, four seasons, something nice. These teams okay. have money. You're just gonna go bust them. You're gonna bust them. Private facility back to the hotel. Private facility back to the hotel. They only, you know what I'm saying. I mean, you gotta do something. And then once they're going to a game, to the ho- to the to the airplane, and then you boom, boom, boom. You gotta do it like in each, it has to be each. It has to be each team in every in the city that they're in. Like, the players have to understand, because like PB said, if you don't do that, you're going to have to shut the league down. Right. Now you don't get paid. So what do you want to do you want to do, do it this way and get and make it through and be safe? There's literally, like you said, a blueprint. And the NFL is trying to – they were on – it was literally um, 
it was a show around the horn. They were like, they must think we're like idiots or something. Like Roger Goodell is trying to, he's trying to kind of weasel his way out of not, not doing that, which is like, dog, like you're not seeing it. Like Cam Newton got it and then Stephon Gilmore got it. Like, and they're taking precautions. The Titans weren't and look what happened. Now there's two teams possibility possible that may not play games because of this, because you didn't right. do what you had to do. And if the players don't like it, say, okay, if you don't want to do it, go home. You're not going to get paid. There's other plenty of other guys that want to, that want to get paid that need to get paid. So let's. This is the only way we can do it. Like I'm not understanding. So Malcolm, that's the only way I see it, of it working through the rest of the season. Yeah. No, I agree with you. It's just I was just trying to figure out because with the NBA and NHL, you only have well, with, with, with NHL is even smaller. You probably have 15, 20 people you have to worry about. With the NBA, you probably have 20, 25. But with the NFL, you probably have, including the players and coaching staff and the training staff, you got at least 60, mm-hmm. 70 people. You know, that's really the only main thing there. That's the uh, that's the real problem, you know. You know, that's that's really my only only issue with the uh, the NFL because they have to figure out how they're going to do that. But with all those people that they have to take account for. Yes, sir. That's the only way it's gonna work. <clears throat> the only way it's gonna work. Let's see. Ready for the next topic, Malcolm? Well, I say we got uh we got well PV can start off. We got Bill O'Brien and the uh the Texan. Yeah, so I was extremely on. happy with the firing. Um obviously you guys know we are one of the few <laughs> winless teams in the NFL right now. Um but the thing that upsets me the most is we can't take back that trade for DeAndre Hopkins and David Johnson. It's not even an equal trade, and it still irks me to this day. Like, he's putting up crazy numbers already. He's clearly on a mission showing everybody, like, yo, did these niggas really just trade me? Like, for nothing? That's disrespectful. Like, David Johnson, a fourth-round pick, and some other people, and try to replace him with Randall Cobb, Brandon Cook. You can't replace a superstar top-five wide receiver in the NFL with role players. Like, yes, Randall Cobb used to be up there. Brandon Cooks used to be up there. They're past their prime. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is still in his prime when we traded him. So, I feel like the Bill O'Brien firing, it was good. We needed to get rid of him. He, um, He's definitely not the coach that I would have chosen, um, you know, five, six years ago when he came in. I needed somebody that was more in tune with – I know he came from the Patriots after he came from Penn State. That's where he was at. I didn't like the hiring out of Penn State because he didn't win that many games there. They've been doing better without him, um, but I feel like we should. We, there were so many more options that we could have that we could have chosen from as a um, as an organization, and we we went with the Bill O'Brien hiring, and we we went to a few AFC Championship games. Um, we make the playoffs every year, but that's not enough. Like JJ Watt went through his whole prime, now making it to a Super Bowl. Like he's getting up in age now. We can't continue to sit here and waste years. We don't have time for that. Deshaun Watson is is going into his prime. And now we don't even have nukes. So it's like we had wasted years with uh with Bill O'Brien. He had so much talent around him and we didn't do nothing with it. Got rid of um Jadavion Clowney. Like it was so many pieces and we and we didn't do nothing with him. Yeah. Um it was but it's so funny because I think Bill O'Brien was a good right. he was a good assistant coach. He should have Stay with Bill Belichick, but it's funny. It's the same thing at Nick Saban. You do so well. You're that people guy. People believe that it's um 
Yeah, your assistant coach, which you know, not the same thing with Matt Patricia. He's about to be fired too, but he also traded um Larry Tunsil for Larry Tunsil. He traded Jadavion Clowney too for a third round pick or something like that. So he had a history of just being kind of, you know, but I, I give him that. I give him this point. Steve Nason has talked about it. I, I think it was very important that he showed up even after he was fired. Um, so I give him that. But like you said, the writing was on the wall. 0-4, you took away you took away your, your franchise quarterback, the best weapon, and you gave him a running back who it, it, you had, you had um, what's his face back there? So you had, um, what's my man's name? Lamar, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Lamar Miller. So I, I didn't I didn't necessarily agree with it. So I think the writing was on the wall. It just depended on how good that trade went, and everybody knew it was a terrible right. trade. So Bill O'Brien, he kind of got himself fired in a sense. So, you know, it's just – and then J- once you once you fight with J.J. Watt, that, that's when you know um, – that's when you know your time is probably is up. So that's kind of – that's my thought about it. Anything you got on that, Malcolm? Um, yeah, I, I just agree with it. You know, um, just something I don't know if y'all saw it, but that was the argument right before um, – like literally, like they said, it was uh, hours after that argument that Bill O'Brien was called and uh, called, and he was let go. So, and uh, guys spoke out and they said that um, their voice was just uh, was just suppressed in the locker room. Like their voice, their voice didn't matter. Mm. You know? and, and it kind of and it kind of fits with the way with reports of how he uh, talked to uh, what's his name. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins before they ended up trading him, you know, and how he how he just uh, responds to his players. Definitely not a player's you know, coach. So again, I yeah, mm-hmm. not even close. And and right now in the, the climate that we're in, we you you need a player's coach, you know. So yeah, I definitely agree with the Bill O'Brien firing. Um, last thing, real quick, we can do Miami, then we can talk about the. The last week in review, real quick, just our teams or a couple and then games. Dwayne Haskins, and then we, let's oh, throw Dwayne Haskins in there yes, too. Yes, yes, completely forgot. I'm sorry, uh, Brittany, you can take it away, bro. You, you go with Dwayne. So, you know, it's you live in when you live in Virginia and Northern Virginia, especially. I don't know about how the beach is, but it's the Redskins all the time. And they, you know, Dwayne Haskins, he he hasn't been great, but it's it's and it's and I thought about this, I listened to the radio yesterday. and Black quarterbacks just don't get a fair shake. It's kind of interesting. Like, it's very weird. Like, when Lamar Jackson, when he struggles, they say, Max Kellerman say he can't get it done in pressure situations. When, if we look at Geno Smith the same way, Geno Smith, I was looking at stats. Him and Drew Brees had similar stats. And then I looked at, and I and I looked, we, they benched Dwayne Haskins. Don't get me wrong. He, was, he wasn't playing well. But if we look up in New York, Sam Darnold still has a job. We look up in with the Giants. Daniel Jones still has a job. And then I, I looked up. It was funny because this Josh Allen and um, Dwayne Haskins tweet popped up, and it was comparing stats. It was first eleven starts. Josh Allen was one sixty three of for one sixty three of three hundred five for fifty three percentage, fifty three point four completion percentage with two thousand yards, ten touchdowns, and twelve picks. Dwayne Haskins. Is one ninety six of three twenty seven for fifty nine percent completion percentage, twenty one hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, and six interceptions. Now, that though Dwayne Haskins has better stats in all three statistics, mm-hmm. statistical categories. They they never once ever thought about benching Josh Allen, never once. Now, don't get me wrong, 
uh, Ron Rivera did not draft him. But at the same case, Ron Rivera said yesterday he didn't have a preseason and he's not fully developed in the in the scheme and in the playbook. So why would you bench him for Kyle Allen, who went five and nine with Carolina? Everybody keeps saying Kyle Allen's good. I said no, he's not. He went five and nine. If he was the guy, exactly. Carolina would have kept him, and they wouldn't have they wouldn't have brought yeah. in Teddy Bridgewater. So don't. It's just not a fair. It's just funny how they're so quickly though. And I understand Dwayne Haskins is not. He's not a great, but we don't know. He didn't have a pre. He didn't have a preseason. They asked him to lose weight. What did he do? He lost weight. Don't get me wrong. I think he took too many videos on social media and stuff like that. But that's the new age. But I still feel like Dwayne Haskins got a bad draw. Like you bench him, and then you make him the third stringer. You're not even giving him reps in practice. So how you're gonna sit him the rest of the year and then expect him to when Kyle Allen messes up? Now you're gonna throw him back out there. Like it's just so fun. Yeah, it's just funny how they do it because Daniel Jones is stinking it up. Sam Donald is thinking it up, and they they now that they say that okay they may draft Trevor Lawrence, but it's not like let's bench him. Unlike if it was a black quarterback, they would have been, and especially in New York, they would have been keen. They were they were ready to kick Odell out, and Od- so think about. It, I just thought that was funny how Dwayne Haskins now he hasn't done a lot to necessarily keep the job, but he you know how hard it is to not have a preseason. Like that's like us being at in college. We don't have uh, us all of us are freshmen. Let's say PV plays quarterback or whatever. I'm playing receiver. Right. Malcolm's playing O line. They expect us to go in there, and dominate, be at least 500. And we didn't have a training camp. Really, training camp was cut short, and they expect us to learn the playbook. And especially in the NFL, and we say go out there and do. We have a blue or white scrimmage or nothing. And then Malcolm, think about this is his second offensive coordinator. So it's not like this was his second year in the system. Yeah. He had a brand new offensive coordinator. So I I just felt like I don't know what y'all thought probably was. It didn't pop into my head until. Somebody on the radio yesterday was like, if he was if he was a white quarterback, he was still he would still be That's starting the whole in DC. Fact, bro. And let's let's talk <clears> about <throat> the fact that the Washington Redskins are atop their division right now. The whole division is is horrible right now. Everybody has the same record, damn near. And it's either it's either they one and three or I'm not, I think you guys got a tie in your record, right, Mo? Yeah. So that whole that yeah, whole division yeah, is horrible right yeah, now. So he has done absolutely nothing. To lose his job, I mean, his numbers, like you said, aren't amazing. They're not supposed to be amazing right now. He's a second-year quarterback. Four games into the season, they didn't have a training camp, like you said, Brandon. And then on top of that, they're actually on top of their division right now. And, you know, you don't have to win 10, 11 games to win that division. It looks like whoever gets to eight first this year is going to win it. So hmm. he has plenty of time to get it together, and it's not like he doesn't have – um you know, the tools to get it done. He he broke every record at Ohio State in the Big Ten. He put up 50 touchdowns as a sophomore and then declared for the draft the next year. Like, he has the tools. He can do it. You just got to give him the, um, the reps to do it. And he's not getting the reps. So, I feel like if he gets thrown back into the fire, it's not going to be fair. It's not a fair situation. So, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in the, um, in the switch this early in the season, especially when they're not um, – when they're not at the bottom of the division, everybody's in the same spot. They're tied for first place. So keep, you know, I would say halfway through the season, then you can make that decision. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Again, just, you know, but it's funny when we talk about the black quarterbacks and how they don't really get a fair shot. And we talk about Tyrod, a 7-5, Tyrod Taylor, 7-5 guy, you know, and, his situation when the the medical or the doctor or the team nurse, whoever it was, 
accidentally punctured him in the in his lung. And, you know, and then you got Justin Herbert, he's showing out. And now is Tyrod Taylor isn't gonna get a single chance anymore because you know, you something that's not that's not his fault. And when honestly everything that's failed Tyrod Taylor wasn't really his fault. You know, when the same situation you put him in, you get a right. white quarterback, he he'll get a starting job back. And Tyrod Taylor wasn't playing bad before he right. got hurt. Well, before they punctured his lung. Justin Herbert, at that point, Justin Herbert just came in and just seized the moment. They were already right. were anxious to get him in there anyway. And now it's like Tyrod Taylor has no chance this to get last opportunity anywhere else because he's just he's just like all the other guys, EJ Manuel, Taj Boyd, and you got Tyrod Taylor. I mean, granted, EJ and Taj could have did a little bit better, but still, they you give them a chance. Give them a chance. You never know what could have happened. But, you know, with Dwayne, I definitely agree to, to the fact that he definitely needs to sit and learn, though. You know, he definitely needs to learn because it's, it's, it's times where he's trying too hard and he's missing the easy pass. You know, Kyle Allen, I don't know much about him besides what he did in Carolina, which like we said wasn't much. So I don't I don't see the I don't see benching him and like uh right now I'm just piggybacking. Brendan you said you um you didn't have a preseason. You can't you can't Ron can't. Rivera said this. And Ron Vela, yeah. Ron Rivera said the same thing, but I don't know why you would I don't know why you would bench him because like, no, like he, he he really has no true chemistry with his I, receivers. Or his I think lines. this is what they were saying though, because the division is so bad. I feel like they Ron, shake it up. Ron Rivera feels like they have a chance to win the division. And that's why they're benching him. And that part I can understand. That's so. I, and I, I could see that part too. I'm like, damn, that division is bad. Dallas is should be winless. Eagles finally found a way to win. The Reds, the Giants won't probably win a game. So the Redskins are in the midst when I I think at the beginning of the year, Ron Rivera did not see them being top top two to three, top two in that division. So I think that's the reason why and I can understand that, but I still I still feel like I like they get bad black quarterbacks over history as we look still get a bad um get a bad shake of it. So well um Brendan, you wanna talk about your team because PV already did his uh ooh, the Patriots. Um it I'll keep it um I keep it uh keep it short. I mean we we went to the game. I every time Bill Bell and it's so funny because we're missing eight starters and I tell people that I'll tell people that Kansas City should they should have scored drunk. It should I I thought it would be at least fifteen to twenty point win, which ended up being 26, 10, 16 points. But that wasn't the tell of the game. Bill Belichick just does a great job against Patrick Mahomes, and I don't know why other teams don't follow his lead. Bill Belichick never plays man, and he never blitzes him. Baltimore blitzed him. They got eight up. I think the Patriots, we played well enough. We dropped three interceptions. Don't get me wrong. The interception call that they called back was a big call, too, as well. Brian Hoyer's awful. They lied and said he knows the offense. No, he doesn't. He looks awful. He should never – he should just keep his jersey off. Don't even, don't even <laughs> shoot. Just keep your headset on. <laughs> Sit in the box. Matter of fact, um, he looked, he looked awful. I mean, you take a sack when we, when you thought we had a timeout and we didn't have a timeout, but you're supposed to be a veteran in the game. Awful. 
Um, my man. Oh God, I can't even. What's our other quarterback's name? God, I'm losing my mind. Um, Garrison. Yeah, He he wasn't bad. I feel like Bill Belichick should have started with him, but he's awful too. And then I, I sit here and I think and I say, man, I actually thought that Garrison would be a good option. Um, for us going into the season, I don't know why I thought that, but it makes you just realize how much we miss Cam, how much we miss Cam, and how much Cam makes a difference. Um, and how, that we're gonna give him an extension probably before the year's up, and I hope so. Uh, Julian Edelman looked bad; he's flinching, dropping, dropping passes wow. all over the the place, and he's he been hit a lot. Targeted twice that yeah. like two or three times. He got lucky the other time because Gunnar Oshetsky caught the ball off the ground. Um, he's flinching a lot. I think he's been hit so many times. He's he, he's flinching, and even though the pick six is Tyron Matthew, he, he all you do is catch the ball. Tyron Matthew wasn't gonna, he was gonna hit him, but he wasn't gonna hit him right away. Um, I think we're we're fine. We're gonna be fine. I just wish I could sit here and people would try to tell me that we were gonna tank, and I sit here and I think if we had everybody on defense, and we had Marquise Lee, and we had like a couple more offensive weapons, what we could, what what we will really look like this year, and it's pretty scary. Um, Buffalo is making it tough. Buffalo has a two game lead right now, um, on us. So, uh, but I think we played well, better than what I thought we would against Kansas City. But it, it was a tough, it was a tough night. But it, I, you know, it it happens, and kind of I, I got over it. I was I was excited of what I saw from us, um, without Cam Newton. So. Okay, well, since y'all were throwing little jabs at my birds, you know, going to knock this out and close it out. Um, Carson, you know, our division is trash, but it's it's anybody it's it's anybody's division at this point. The Giants can come back and win the division. You never know what can happen. I don't see I don't see that happening. But um, we beat the Niners. The Niners is just as depleted as we are, if not worse. Um. I don't. The defense is cool. We're still we're still a little dink, uh, banged up. Uh, just the offense is still still questions me. Miles Sanders is not the running back we, I thought he was gonna be. Um, doesn't he 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 likes to dance a little bit instead of just hitting the hole. You know, sometimes I feel like he should he should bounce it out instead. He just goes up the middle. You know, yeah, you're supposed to follow your blockers, but you gotta, you gotta make some, you gotta, you gotta make something shake now, because obviously we're not getting anything done in the running game. It's, it's, it's horrible compared to what we did in the years past. Receivers were depleted as always. Alshon still hurt. Feel like we should have just traded him when we had the chance. There was no need to keep him. We could have, we could have got something. We could have got another uh, draft pick for him. We could have got another receiver, because Jalen Rager's out for six to eight weeks. Well, now it's probably uh, going on four or five weeks now. So we're just depleted everywhere. And I, I still, to this day, I don't care that we won. I don't care. Carson got to go. Um, he still showed signs of forcing. And I don't know why he'll never just take the sack and just cut your losses or just throw the ball away. You, you don't have to keep trying to make those same plays you made two years ago. When you were when not two years ago, but uh, when we win the championship, was it twenty seventeen? Mm-hmm. I can't twenty fifteen, twenty seventeen. Yeah, it was. Okay. okay, so yeah, um, you can't you can't keep doing that same stuff you did in the regular season, and a little bit in the playoffs before you got hurt. You know, you can't you you, you just don't have those weapons anymore. So you need to just 
relax. And Peterson also has to be a lot better because he's on the not so much the hot seat, but he has to tighten up because there's 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 no reason why we should we didn't make any moves to get better better on the offensive line because we had too many had too many rookies starting the offensive line and uh practice players. It's just it's not competitive. It's not 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 uh, not competitive, excuse me. It's just it's not it's not gonna win you any games. You know, you can you can you can throw all the wrinkles you can in the offense, have Carson do this RPO, but they've locked in on Zach Ertz and they realize that that's his only target that he's gonna try and go to. So now they're gonna have to make the other receivers by committee do something. And it's 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 not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen at all. So uh I'm not not I'm still not confident on uh us having a, a winning record this year. Um we need we need to, we need to get rid of people and bring in people cuz this just yeah I don't know what's going on in Philly. I really don't have much. Like it's just it's 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 horrible. It's trash. You know, it's it's a complete 180 from what I thought we were. You know, thought from what we were uh from what I thought we were going to be. You know, so yeah, you know, nothing exciting. You know what I'm saying? We ain't talking about nothing. I don't think none of us are doing anything. None of our teams are going to do anything, honestly. <laughs> bring, bring whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, you see, I'm about to go there. I, I'm about to go there, but I forgot where you at. But you got to worry about Josh Allen and Bills because I would have never thought they'd have been 5-0 and or 4-0, and excuse me. Um, we don't know if they're going to give the uh, give the Bills that forfeit win. But I would have never thought they'd have, they'd have took y'all division. But seeing the fact that Cam is out, you know that that's he's gonna be back. He's gonna be back. We I, I feel like we're a Super Bowl contender. I don't trust. The, I still don't trust the Bills when it comes to playoff time. I feel like we play the Chiefs the best. I said I said the Bills, but I still don't trust the. I don't trust Josh Allen. He's gonna put you in a bad situation. That's true. He will. He will throw those picks. All right. Well, if that's if that's all we got, fellas. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got anything I want to add before we dip off? I'm good. To no, go sir. Go. I'm good to go. Another great podcast. Another great episode. Already, already. Well, with that being said, uh, everybody be safe. You know, God bless. You know, follow us on Twitter. Uh, Let's Talk Ball. Subscribe on iTunes. Yes, yes, we are on iTunes. Subscribe. And we will have new episodes coming out very soon. So be on the lookout for that. And with that being said, we're gone.